If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m.
long time As we danced inside of our heads And we thought colors only lived in the daylight But they're hiding and waiting for us To remember Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Shouts out to everybody out there. It is Monday, May 3rd, 2021. We are here in the month of May. Hope you guys are all doing well. That was an awesome song called Absence of Initiative by a local artist uh, named Deep well, Deep Rut Music. His real name is Dan Roman. Deep Rut Music. Yeah. Tuning in to the number one radio show on earth. Good morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast, GAMS, the Great American Morning Show, and all of the above. Don't forget, check out Deep Rut Music on Spotify and iTunes. And we'll be seeing more of that great young man because he will be back to do more music for us here in the studio. <coughs> oh. oh. You kind of went down the wrong pipe right there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that means I should shut up and stop talking. Uh, I'm here with uh, the greatest producer next to Dr. Dre. Fizzle, tizzle, pizzle, BTP. How you doing? Doing well. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. All right. So we got a good show for you guys. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Good morning to Jen Mendoza. Good morning to Brooke Shanley, Francisca via Lobos. Hey guys, I wrote a murder mystery dinner theater show for the Park District and they are doing a performance this week at the Prisco Center and tickets are on sale in person at the Prisco Center on Lake and Illinois Ave. It's BYOB. What? Oh really? Oh, interesting. Oh, damn. I didn't think they let you to drink over at the Park District stuff. What? It's fancy down there, y'all. Get ready. Francisco Villa Lobos. Thank you very much for sharing that. With us for all of you listeners out there, um, Prisco Center, Lake and Illinois Street, Prisco Community Center. Shouts out BYOB Murder Dinner Theater Show. Yeah, if there's a uh, event link, send yeah. it. Yeah, you get in the chat or, or message it to us, and we'll see if we can put it up. Yeah, a link or a graphic or anything for it, any social media flyer. Yeah, send that to us, and we will definitely make sure people come check out the murder show. We should do something like that one of these days, right? Ooh, like, like a, a, a podcast murder mystery. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Like it was a dark and gloomy night on Benton. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right. So uh, it's 8.05 a.m. So the first thing that I saw, I hope you guys had a great weekend too. So let's get into the news. Number one, check this out, guys. Aurora has approved uh, a GAR Hall project. Big work going on. Now, for the, those who don't know, the GAR is the Grand Army of the Republic. Uh, it's that building that looks like a church. Everybody thinks it's a church on Downer. Uh, next door to the Kane County Voting Center across from the Paul Pierce um, Society, or David Pierce, I think. Uh, so the Aurora City Council has approved two contracts to fix artwork at the GAR Hall and Museum downtown. The contracts approved by the council recently will restore four fresco paintings inside the museum. 
as well as the century statue statue that once stood atop the building. Both will be paid for out of the $750,000 grant for restoration at the GAR Hall the city received several years ago from the Illinois Department of Natural Resources. One contract is with Third Coast Conservation L. Liparini Studio of Chicago for restoration of the four paintings. The other contract is $109,889 with McCade Lodge Fine Arts Conservation Laboratory Incorporated of Oberlin, Ohio to restore the century statue. Eric Pry, a friend of the show, GAR Museum curator, said the four fresco paintings are of Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, General George Thomas, a Union general during the Civil War, and Admiral David Farragut, a Union flag officer in the United States Navy during the Civil War. Are you familiar with what the Navy looked like during the Civil War? Uh, didn't they just have like really like basic boats? Like oh, were like, they basic? Like essentially just like rafts that are covered in metal. Um, so it's interesting because um, naval warfare during the time of the Civil War was very fledgling, like very, very, very fledgling. Um, and we had not had a, uh, you know, we hadn't had a navy for very long when the um, Civil War happened. Well, it's actually pretty interesting. Uh, now, in addition to that, the JW, so JW Fist did the statue. The company did statuary for many buildings, occasions, and memorials. Many were done for GAR halls across the country. There is a Fisk statue in Rockford and one on the Newton Memorial, Newton War Memorial to Civil War soldiers at the Batavia Cemetery along Route 31. The GAR Museum has been closed during the coronavirus pandemic. When it reopens, it'll be open from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Fridays and Saturdays and also during city events. The museum also is open for special tours by calling the city to make a reservation. Shout out to the GAR Hall and our friend Eric Pry. All right. So it's 8.08 a.m. Good morning to all of you wonderful, beautiful, amazing people out there hope your weekend was well the weather was really really nice uh it's absolutely beautiful what'd you do btp uh let's see friday i hung out with some friends um saturday what did i do oh when we visited some family when i knew lennox saw my uh dad and stepmom hung out there with my sister as well so it was a nice little little family day of hanging out helped my dad a little bit with moving some like heavy super long pieces of wood to get ready to help for up for a deck. Hmm. Um, yeah, it was fun. And then Sunday, just kind of relaxed, did some stuff around the house. Cool, cool. What'd you guys do over the weekend? Share your weekend with us in the chat and the comments. Let us know how you did. We had a great weekend. Uh, did some barbecuing. It was really windy Saturday, so it was a little bit of a unnerving challenge to like get it right, you know, try oh, to where, sure. where can I put the, the grill in the backyard so the fire doesn't like blow out kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But um, like a good sailor and like a, a good brother, you know, that once I, you know, once I got it going, bro, it didn't stop. <laughs> it didn't stop. Right, right. So we did some wings. We did some marinated chicken breasts on the grill. We did some legs. Uh, so we, yeah, it was great. Had some corn, some steamed rice as well with that, you know. Um, it was a really good time. Yeah, really it's good nice. time. A couple other things happened over the weekend. There we will have noticed uh, La Marcha 
happened over the weekend. Uh, so some of our friends at Community Partners, advocates in the Latino community, were marching around the area of the Aurora Transportation Center. Um, so basically Claim and Lincoln Street, then they made a huge circle. Saw some pics and some video from that day. Shouts out to everybody who was involved in what appeared to be a uh, very successful march. Very cool. Uh, the time is 8, 10 a.m. Good morning to everybody out there you're listening to and watching. Good morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And Francisca tells us that, yes, drinking is allowed for this show, and it's a comedy. Oh, I like comedy. I love comedy. What's your favorite comedy, Brent? Um. Oh, man. I haven't seen I watched recently. That was pretty funny. Uh, I'm completely blanking. Oh, Big Lebowski. That was probably one of my favorite, like, really little, like, sort of comedy slash murder mystery shows. I don't think movies. I've ever seen that. No, the Big Lebowski. Really? I'm familiar with it? Yeah, I've yeah. never seen that. Dude, it's, it's like one of my. It's like maybe my probably my favorite movie. Yeah, okay. overall too. Okay. Okay. Victoria tells us that she's had a miserable recovery from the second van vaccine shot. Ugh, a fun Sunday indeed. Mega sarcasm. We are sorry to hear that, dear friend Victoria. We hope that you uh, feel better. You know, that's not not good at all. Not good at all. Oh, we need quick all little, of our people. Quick little uh, local neighbor alert. So uh, my roommate pointed this out re recently, but apparently there's like a couple of just loose German shepherds running around the uh, east side neighborhood near uh, kind of near downtown. Yeah. Uh, I saw them by the gas station uh, by the warehouse church, and apparently they've been around near uh, like High Street, Lincoln, all that area too. So if you, if you walk your dogs around that area, be careful. There might be two loose German shepherds just running around the area. Neighbor alert, neighbor alert, neighbor alert. If you live on the east side of Aurora, watch out. There are loose German shepherds. They may be friendly, I don't know, but yeah. No, you need to think that they're not friendly. Right. Right. Be on the be on the side of caution, dear friends. Be on the side of caution. Francisca tells us that she graduated from AU and then cooked out. I also made a trip to the container store so I could reorganize my pantry. Organizing stuff is so expensive. Hit the claps because Francisca. Man. Hey, you go, girl. Graduate. Uh-oh. Shouts out. Shouts out. All right, so let's move on with the news, you guys. We've got a lot to talk about, and I want to get into this before we go any further. So get ready. Aurora, our wonderful city, our light on a shining hill, uh, is holding two fireworks shows for 4th of July, or that is the aim and intention. Um, so 4th of July is going down this year and it appears that we will be back in some form of ability to watch it and take part some form i say that with hesitation okay so instead of one should be two this year the city is in the midst of planning to hold two displays simultaneously one on the east side of town and one on the west side that's according to gina moga the city's special events coordinator quote we're not going to have a fireworks show downtown this year end quote last year the city canceled its fireworks show, as did most jurisdictions across the state because of the coronavirus pandemic this year. The specter of the pandemic remains, so the two displays will somewhat divide the crowd, Ms. Moga told members of the security 
security, excuse me, City Council Finance Committee. I watched too much C-SPAN. Recently, that the city still is firming up the sides, the sites on both sides of town, so officials are not yet ready to announce the details. But instead of paying for one forty thousand dollar fireworks display, the city is going to be paying for two thirty five thousand dollar fireworks displays. Let's read that again. Instead of paying for one $40,000 firework display, the city is going to be paying for two $35,000 displays, both of them being cut down to 20 minutes. Now, listen, I'm not a person who nitpicks or bandies, but what's the benefit of two $35,000 firework displays as opposed to one $40,000. Maybe they had their money left over from last year's? Hmm. I don't know how I feel about this. How do you guys feel about Maybe they're about trying this? to make it up, make up for not doing one last year, so they're like, oh, let's do two. Well, according to this article, according to this article, just we're not going to have a fireworks show downtown this year. That's just it. The city wants to have two at the same time, one on the east side and one on the west side. Hmm. Well, instead of downtown, split it up? Yeah, instead of doing it downtown, one on the east and one on the west side. Hmm. And it's cut down to 20 minutes. And according to Miss Moga, quote, it was getting too long, end quote. What? According to who? According to the Man, special, like, uh, can you just special, imagine though, like twenty minutes, you're burning off thirty five thousand dollars worth of fireworks. Yeah, it's just like lighting everything up at once, just like running down, like the, running down the line with like a torch <laughs> out. <laughs> Look, a brother like me now after re- that's what I'm looking at. <laughs> after reading that, now I'm like, man, thirty five thousand dollars just gone like that. A rapper can't spend thirty five thousand dollars <laughs> in twenty minutes. Um, the city has for several years used Melrose Pyrotechnics for its fireworks. A company, uh, Gina said, is, quote, the best company in the Midwest. Last year, when the city canceled its fireworks display, the company, by contract, was able to charge a 50% cancellation fee. But in doing so, because displays were canceled in many places, the company took the fee but, quote, credited towards everyone's 2021 show. This year, Gina was asking the city to add $30,000 to its usual $40,000 show for a total of $70,000, which would pay for the two $35,000 shows. But it actually would only be $50,000 to the city. Okay. Because of the $20,000 credit. We're talking about fireworks here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is. This is. I mean, it's not even fun no more, right? I don't even want to watch. I'm, I'm going to watch. I'm, I'm, I'm lying to you guys, but I'm going to watch. Uh, so members of the – so here's the thing. So according to Gina, she said that the city is also looking for an alternative to the 4th of July parade instead of canceling it altogether like last year. Mm-hmm. That would save money to put toward the higher fireworks cost. 
Members of the finance committee voted five to zero to recommend the additional money for the fireworks. Gina said that for 2022, the city is due to bid the fireworks again. Something she said, quote, is really kind of up in the air, end quote. She said she hopes the city, she said the city hopes Melrose would be the lowest bidder because the company has been such a good and dependable provider. You really don't know if you had a bad show until after the show is done, according to Gina. Martin Lyons, the city's chief financial officer, told the finance committee the fireworks contract could be considered a service because that's what most of the money goes for rather than the fireworks themselves. That means the city could possibly use the request for proposals process. By using the RFP process, the city only considers the low bid at just 30% of the equation. Wow. So there's your fireworks, folks. There's your fireworks. There is your fireworks. Yes. (laughs) I was just thinking of last year, like even though there wasn't any um like real official fireworks thing the city like the the local people just they had their i remember that yeah i remember that i was taken i was in a very elevated location we'll just say that Mm -hmm. i was in a a very elevated location and got to see it and people because remember there was a ban on fireworks there was like a there was like a do not aurora said like a do not light fireworks something yeah and people went crazy and lit fireworks everywhere yeah i think this is what they're trying to for like a solid Two months or three months, pretty much from like June straight through the end of August, there was, at least in my neighborhood, like just constant fireworks. Our poor dog, just terrified. (laughs) We had had to buy uh, uh, anxiety medication for her because she just would not stop shivering, so scared. And actually, there was another uh, event where we went to um, um, Indiana, the Indiana Dunes. Um, We were going to try to get some fireworks, too, just, Mm -hmm. just to for the fun of it, just like a couple, you know, nothing too crazy. Yeah, just a little, little some, some. But we couldn't, like, we or at least we we weren't willing to wait. Like everyone there, there was like apparently it was like the biggest rush on fireworks because of you know no normal city run or government run fireworks shows. So yeah, everyone decided that they're gonna buy just spend the money themselves. And see, I knew that was a mistake when I heard that right like they're gonna try to ban people from lighting fireworks during a pandemic like people are gonna go crazy they're always stuck at home mm-hmm. like why wouldn't you you know what i'm saying why wouldn't you yeah. um so tracy tells us that the locals out by her went crazy with the fireworks last year but it was so awesome to have to make up for not having the city version i agree good morning and happy monday to you as well our friend tracy duran all right oh baby goats Baby goats. What the hell are you looking? Uh, at? Brooke Shanley says, "Went to go see baby goats at oh, Rustic Road Farm and that planted was flowers." Random. I was like, "Where is he coming with baby goats?" <laughs> <laughs> the time is eight twenty-one a.m. All right, so I'm going to put the link to this great article about fireworks uh, in the chat for you guys, so that you guys can check it out. Um, give it a read. Give it a like. Give it a listen. See what you guys think about that. Okay. Uh, saw something else that was pretty crazy as well. So remember that one of the highlights of the pandemic, a negative highlight, was um, toilet paper. Remember toilet paper was like people were fighting over toilet paper. The, the fake shortage that everyone made up. Right, right. Well, first came toilet paper shortages. Now chicken wings. Oh, no. Chicken wings what? are in short supply, forcing some restaurants to call off wing Night specials. 
Damn. Not the chicken wings. First came shortages of toilet paper and flour. Now chicken wings are in short supply, forcing <laughs> restaurants to call off night specials and consider raising prices on the budget-friendly staple. Um, so this appears to be a, a Chicago issue at the moment. According to Bronzeville Wings owner Nicole Jackson, she says she now pays about $130 for a case of chicken wings, twice the $65 she was paying before the pandemic. Her supplier also limited the number of cases of chicken that restaurants can buy each day, first in order, forcing her to make smaller, more frequent orders. Wow. Wing prices typically increase in the run-up to the Super Bowl before returning to more normal levels. Chicago area restaurant owners have told us this. But this year, prices kept on rising. Okay. Uh, but this year, prices kept on rising thanks to growing demand and supply that's been slightly below 2019 levels. Um, that's crazy. During the pandemic, consumers have been looking for takeout-friendly comfort food. Wings fit the bill. People fell in love with the deliverable wing. However, new restaurants also entered the market. Parent companies of Chili's and Applebee's both launched takeout-only chicken chains. Oh, Since yeah. the start of the pandemic, it's just wings mm. and cosmic wings. The wings are prepared in the company's other restaurant kitchens. And even as demand rose, chicken production reduction Yes, chicken production reduction remained roughly 1% to 3% below normal levels through 2020. That's like, it's a good, like, you know, like rap song or children's rap song. Chicken, chicken production, production reduction. reduction. Chicken production reduction. Chicken production go. reduction. Yeah, y'all like that. Uh, a jalapeno on the YouTube uh, on the YouTube stream says, Wing Pocalypse. Wing Pocalypse. Yes, it's happening. Jalapeno, good morning, brother. Good morning. Good morning to you. Uh, but check this out. Also, severe winter storms struck Texas in February, leaving chicken producers in the area struggling to operate during power outages and extreme weather that also killed some of their chickens. So get ready, folks. It doesn't look like it's come to Aurora just yet. Yo, Bally Doyle. Um, what's the joint on Hill Avenue? O'Malley's. O'Malley's has so a special. So if y'all start seeing your chicken prices going up, if y'all go out, man, let me get the, you know, oh, 50 cent wing night. If your 50 cent wing night is now $2 a wing. I want to switch to that boneless. Right. <laughs> right. Glorified chicken nuggets. Seriously. You know, have to do the tenders or something like that. Yeah. Consider the switch up. Or I'll tell you what you can do to save some money. You can do what I do. And just buy your wings and cook them at home. I make my own wings. There you, go, you know right. what I'm saying? Sometimes, like, because uh, Sir Mac, sometimes you can go you can go to Sir Mac. Well, Sir Mac has, like, the legs. They do a lot of good stuff. But you can give it, like, a pack of chicken wings for, like, like, one day I went in there and I bought, like, they had packs of just chicken wings. I think there was, what, eight or nine wings in each pack I was buying for, like, Three, four dollars or something like that. Whole wings, right? Like the uh, the drum and the, the whole yeah. joint. Yeah, the whole connected joint. The whole fist. Mm -hmm. Boom. Um, yeah. Just. It's really that. easy to make a sauce, too. It is. Make like a wing sauce, yeah. It is, yeah. I mean, if you don't know, just look it up on YouTube. It's really easy. I, th I think it's usually just like your favorite. Like if you want to make like a buffalo sauce, mm -hmm. It's. I think it's pretty much can be as simple as just mixing the sauce with like butter. Yeah, I uh, so I'll, I'll give you guys a little. I'll tell you some some hood ish right now. Uh, here's what we would do: you take the whole bottle of Tabasco, just get you a whole bottle, dump that, dump the whole bottle of Tabasco sauce in your like bag, like a Ziploc bag. 
throw your wings in that, put a whole bunch of pepper in that, shake it up, marinate that, just let that sit for like an hour or two, boom, leave it alone. You know what I'm saying? Crack you a beer, do whatever, hang with the wife and kids, then get those bad boys and take them out and grill them like that or put your flour in a bag, then put your Tabasco sauce, like a couple bottles, through all that, throw all that in there, and then you can fry them up that way. But nice, nice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you can do it. It's possible. Or you can just send $2,000 to Good Morning Aurora, and we will we'll do it for you. The time is 8.26 a.m., and you are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And fret not, we don't have a wing shortage yet in Aurora, but if we do, now you know. So the link to that great article is in the chat for you guys. So our friends were telling us what they did. And, oh, yes, by the way, I got to give a special shout-out. I actually saw Brooke Shanley at Treadwell. She was in there chilling. Uh, Nick, yeah, that's right. Nick was in there, too. Shout out to Nick. And we're going to give some special thank yous. Hold on. We're going to do something special right now. We're going to do something really special. BTP, how'd that cat go? How'd that oh, cat business go? So, yeah, so we had a cat that we took in that was kind of just hanging out around our house. And we took him in. We decided we were going to get it neutered before um, adopting it out, you know, just letting someone take him. And we did. We found someone to take him in he's a sweetheart really calm really sweet um but unfortunately when he got to the new place he was doing fine uh but we think that he saw some like critters or coyotes outside on like the backyard area because mm-hmm. the house he was at's kind of near like a like a kind of a new development so still a lot of wildlife in the area so and then he peed on the couch there and so they think that because even though like once you neuter like a male cat they stop they stop marking. Yeah. They think that because he's too old or he's been doing it too long, um, it's just like in his brain and he will do that automatically. And so apparently my the the friend that took them in, uh, her roommate, uh, wasn't too happy about that and said unfortunately he had to go. Dang. I understand, you know, I, I get it. So we took him back. Um and yeah, so we just decided, you know, it's best. You know, he's been living outside for a while. Just release him back. So he's just, uh, he's an outside cat now. He's doing his own thing. Neut- neutered and fixed, so he's not going to contribute to the stray cat population. But, you know, he's his own independent cat man now. Yeah, I have a cat that shows up in my neighbor's backyard right next door to me. And, like, when I leave the house in the morning, it's very spooky because, like, I open the door, it's still dark outside, and I just hear meow, meow. You know what I'm saying? And I don't like it. Um, and, like, I see these animals just chilling in my backyard now, like stray cats. Yeah. Just roaming. It's, it's been getting a little like bad a recently. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. One of them pulled a switchblade on me the other night. <laughs> was taking, he's like, where's the food? Give me all your kibble. <laughs> all right. So Tracy Duran uh, tells us that um, history is something that is with us all the time. I belong to the Facebook group Aurora Then and Now, so I see a lot of the good historical stuff that a lot of the people share on that site. It's really cool. Shout out to David Jalapena. Shout out to our dear friend, Jeanette. And I want to say a special shout out to all the Aurora businesses in uh, downtown, in the downtown area. Okay. Let's move on. So Aurora, Kane County, 
uh, King County and Aurora are looking for ways to promote vaccines, and that's according to our officials. As the state-run Aurora, Batavia, and Elgin COVID-19 vaccination sites open for walk-in appointments, City of Aurora officials say they may venture into the neighborhoods and knock on doors to promote and educate residents to get the vaccine. Along with the state-run sites in Kane County, the City of Aurora's pop-up vaccination clinic on Wednesday was open to walk-ins after organizers saw an increase in supply of the vaccine and a decrease in demand and that's according to city spokesman clayton muhammad you know some people you know a lady told me a couple weeks ago she said you got a great voice you sound like clayton i was like clayton you're like clayton muhammad and i don't sound anything like him he has a distinct voice (laughs) that's clayton's voice (laughs) you know okay but i like that she's told me like that made me feel good made me feel good you think i have a nice voice yeah i enjoyed it you're just saying That's that because you're just here yeah. every day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever you say, man. Yeah. Great voice. Great voice. Uh, at the <laughs> at the uh, at the city's Wednesday clinic, about half of the 400 people who received the vaccine were walk-ins. Mr. Muhammad said Aurora's experience Wednesday follows a regional and nationwide trend. Previously, appointments would be booked for a vaccine within the first 20 minutes of opening online. But now appointments are taking hours to fill and sometimes left open for days at sites around the area. Aurora Chief Management Officer Alex Alexandru said during Tuesday's city council meeting, that city officials are meeting with members of the Kane Health, excuse me, Health Departments of both Kane and DuPage counties over the next week to come up with, quote, creative ways to drive accurate information into the communities who may not have proper access to social media or the internet see i feel like the people that are not wanting to get their vaccines are getting their information from social media and internet that's exactly where they're exactly exactly and if they already don't trust the government they're not going to trust the government coming to their house yeah to be like get this, this 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 vaccine see when you hear that right like I get it. I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to get the good information totally out there. Totally here. Fine, yeah. but but that is, you know, seriously, they're going to have City of Aurora officials knocking on doors <laughs> to promote and educate residents to get the vaccine. You it, can't even yeah, get these. Yeah. These people won't even come out for free coffee. Mm-hmm. So what? You know, how's that going to work? Yeah, I think what we're going to have to do is they're going to have like they're going to have to do like a pay program. Like, get your vaccine, we'll give you check for how much ever money we think is fair. You know what I mean? Like, that's how it's going to, I think, that's going to be, like, I think, like, one of the last steps to get people to do it. If, if, if like, if, if the hesitancy stays strong, they're going to have to start paying people right. to get it done. Right. Good morning to everybody out there just tuning in. It's 8.33 a.m. and you are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. I'm going to take a brief moment here to tell you about something great. In downtown Aurora, there's a great place to shop, support, and find Good Morning Aurora merch. Cottonseed Creative Exchange, located at 8 North Broadway, is a veteran and woman-owned business in the heart of downtown shopping. There you can find Good Morning Aurora t-shirts, and each purchase supports local news, arts, and culture. Uh, It's also a place you can find locally sourced artwork, merchandise, coffee, and even candles. Head on down to Cotton Seed Creative Exchange and tell them you heard about it on Good Morning Aurora. 
want to say thank you to our studio audience who is always here with us. And thank you guys for tuning in. We've come a long way. Oprah Winfrey, I know you're out there checking us out. It's all good, though. We waiting on your gal. We waiting on your gal. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We've got a lot of stuff that we are doing that's going to be brand new this year. And it's coming very soon to you guys. So I would tell you to keep your eyes peeled. The 14th of May is a Friday. Brent, do you know what's happening on the 14th of May? Um, It's the 4th. No, I was going to say uh, Friday the 13th, but no, it's Friday the 14th. Yeah, right. It's Thursday the 13th. <laughs> the Thursday the 13th Whoa. this year. Early ass spooky ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. But well, why, don't, why don't you tell? Why don't you tell the audience? Uh, Folks, a party is going to be taking place. In downtown Aurora, and not just anywhere in downtown Aurora, the party will be taking place at McCarty Mills, which is located at 140 South River Street, Suite 8 in downtown Aurora. Good morning, Aurora is turning one year old. Yeah. It's so weird. I think I was going to get the better props. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys love that. Y'all love it. Um, so we're turning one year old. And we will be celebrating there at McCarty Mills with our dear friends. Not only that, Cologido's Wood-Fired Pizza will also be there. Um, so that will be the food on deck. Cologido's nice. Wood-Fired Pizza, Wood-Fired Pizza, Craft Beer, and the Second Largest City's First Daily News Podcast. You cannot go wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You are, look, let me tell you something. If you are not at this party, you are you even an American do you love your country? Huh? Do you? Well, you better. You better be there Friday the 14th of this month. It's coming up very, very soon. We're going to be having Attendance is required for continued, Attendance is continued required. Is, uh, uh, citizenship. Seriously. Attendance is required. If you don't come, the FBI is going to be coming at your door. Were you at the party last? No. Nope. Hands behind your back. Hands behind your back. So, yes, it is going to be a fun time. Party, party, party. We are really looking forward to this, and we want to say a very special thank you to all of our fans, listeners, and subscribers, those who have been supporting us since day one, and those who have also come along on our journey. We want to say thank you very much to the Soto family, and we wish them very much continued success in everything that they do. The time is 8.37 a.m. and you are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. We put the bad news about wings in the chat for you guys, so read that and weep. All right. Moving right along, moving right along, moving right along. The My Superpowers Foundation is hosting a dog blanket making event to benefit rescued rascals. It's a free event and open to kids ages 5 to 18. This is free, but space is limited due to social distancing restrictions. Kids will be making dog blankets. These no-sew blankets are easy to make and needed by dogs in shelters. Dogs that are less stressed are more likely to be adopted. The blankets will be donated to Rescued Rascals, a nonprofit with a simple mission. To save unwanted, abandoned, abused and neglected dogs by placing them into loving forever homes. This event will be held Saturday, May 15th, so the day after the party. 
what holla there you go. Um, at Heritage Harley Davidson in Lyle. To accommodate as many kids as possible, there will be two sessions, 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. There is registration that's required, and you can learn more about this by clicking the link that I have now put in the chat. Oh, check that out. You guys are like, man, the information comes quick on this show. Yes, it does. All right. Happy birthday to Jen Ingram, a dear friend of the show. Hit the claps for Jen Ingram. Happy birthday. Yeah. Hit, hit, hit Monarch for Jen Ingram. Oh, okay. Uh... Do that. Happy birthday, Jen. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Jen Ingram. Happy birthday, Jen Ingram, Jen Ingram. Happy birthday, Jen Ingram. Happy birthday, Jen Ingram. Jen Ingram, Jen Ingram, Jen Ingram. Happy birthday, Jen Ingram. All right. All right. So that's a new birthday song, everybody. Yes, exactly. So replace everything you've known about birthdays and just hum that royal theme next time you somebody you know. Has a birthday. All right. So we, um, oh, I still got something else to tell you guys about. So let me get the news ready for you because the news is not over. The time is still 8.39 a.m. And you are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast where we just did happy birthday to our friend Jen Ingram and told you about the party that is going down on May 14th. Mutual Ground still has the walk of hope and you can still register and take part in that you can still create a team you can still be a fundraiser and you can still get involved mutual ground continuously goes above and beyond to do everything that they can for victims of sexual or domestic abuse and don't you forget it the walk of hope is coming up sunday may 16th and it's taking place in downtown batavia at the batavia river walk drop in is at 10 a.m and that lasts until 4 p.m the first 200 individuals to register will receive a mutual ground face mask individuals who raise 50 dollars or more through their fundraising page or donate 50 dollars or more will receive a dry fit walk for hope t-shirt at the event Raise or donate $250 or more to receive a mutual ground fleece. For example, if you are on a team of four and the team as a whole raised $200, only the team members who raised $50 or more individually will receive a T-shirt. Shouts out to Mutual Ground. Let me put this in the link for you wonderful, beautiful people to take part in. All right. You working today, BTP? Yep. Heading in. Time after we finish up here, then, um, yep, sure. What? I, oh, I need to mow the lawn. Oh, mow the lawn. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, what you're supposed to do it every week, or at least every two weeks. It's something to get kind of long, really. Yeah, I didn't know you're supposed to do that every two weeks, really. I didn't at, at least every two weeks. Some people do it like every week to keep it like real nice and and level. Our, we, our, our dog, uh, doesn't like the long grass because she's a short little dachshund. She doesn't like running through the uh the grass. Oh, Newt. Newt, yeah. She doesn't like running through the uh the grass. It bothers her, apparently. She's a little princess. <laughs> wow. Must be nice. That's why that's why they call it a dog's life, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Aisha Saxon, good morning to you as well, dear friend of the show. Good morning to all of our wonderful people. 
Um, so Wednesday, something brand new is going to be happening. I'm not going to tell you about it right now. I mean, you already know what we do on Wednesdays, but, you know, quite frankly, folks, as I've mentioned before, if you are, if you are listening to this podcast, you are, you are, I mean, you are, you're one of the motivated, right? I mean, you're, you're a person who, you know, you get things done. So with that being said, our Wednesdays are going to be, we're, we're kicking it up a notch. We're doing even more on Wednesdays and the show is going to be taking some new directions. Um, so get ready for that. Stay tuned. That's all I'm going to tell you. This show is sponsored by Wabonzi Valley SBDC. That's the Small Business Development Center. Learn more about what they do, who they are, and how they can help you and your business by contacting uh, Wabonzi SBDC on the web. BTP, what the hell? They didn't? Okay. <laughs> that was mad awkward in the studio here, but uh, you guys didn't hear that, so that's all good. Uh, Noelia Ruiz of Wabonzi SBDC will be here with us on Wednesday. And uh, we've got some great stuff coming specifically from and for Wabonzi SBDC. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Get ready for it, folks. Get ready for it. Hey, also, don't forget to check out another great organization that's doing good things for our community, and that's the Aurora Rotary Sunrise Club. Uh, the Aurora Rotary Sunrise Club does a lot for our shared community and city. They have a scholarship that's going on right now for East and West students, and also there's the uh, Bally Doyle scavenger hunt coming up as well. That date has been uh, extended and pushed due to the coronavirus pandemic and giving more people time to register for their teams and everything, and you can still be a sponsor. As you guys know, we are proud to support and highlight any positive initiative, and the Rotary Aurora Sunrise Club does a lot of that. So stay tuned for all the great stuff that they have going on as well. All right. And then lastly, I want to tell you guys about the um, May 29th, March, or excuse me, not March, uh, United We Stride local initiative. Jesse the Law Torres' Boxing Club is hosting this Memorial 5K on the 29th. You can go virtual and run it your way or socially distance outdoors at Wabonzi Lake Park. The gym's been closed for over a year, and it's a great way to get back and get active and get back in touch with the community. Not only that, all registrants get a 5K participation medal, and anyone who raises $100 gets a free T-shirt. The event starts at 8 a.m. sharp, and registration is required. I, I just got a message, and uh, it was a good one, so that's why I stopped. I'm like, oh. That was interesting. Um, so always busy here. Always, always busy. moving, shaking, making connections. Man, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I mean, we get the we get the emails like as we're talking to you people. You know what I'm saying? This this show it's more than a podcast. It's not just a podcast. This is like real life. You know, we are really doing it. BTP is really drinking this early in the morning. A Red Bull. <laughs> it's a Red, a Red Bull. Bull. <laughs> <laughs> really drinking. This- uh, I was thinking my day started the, with how my Miller High Life, man. <laughs> I was thinking like if they heard the ch on, on the mic. That's why I tried to hide um, it because I don't want the background noise. Man, that's funny. I swear right. it's a Red Bull. It really is. 
All right. So the time is 8.46 a.m., and I think we will start to wrap it up for you guys. You've been listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast, GAMS, the great American morning show. Hey, don't forget to have a beautiful and blessed Monday out there. It's the last time we had, there's no windows in this studio where we're at. So the last time we came in was a little bit gloomy outside, might be rainy. Wear an umbrella out there, no matter what you guys do. Stay tuned for what's coming, guys. That's all I will say to you. Stay tuned to what is coming. We've got new initiatives that we are launching this week. This week, we are doing new things. Please stay tuned and please get ready for that. Also, don't forget, come on out May 14th and join the crew as we do our thing. And uh, last but not least, we are going to promote and highlight all of the links and associated information that you need to learn more about Wabonzi SBDC. That's a small business development center. It's uh, Monday, the 3rd of May. So take care and stay blessed out there. Take care of yourself. I, you know what? I got to like, I got to like wrap, I got to make it like, mm, so I can do it right. Cause like, right. You know, I, I'm working on it. Get, get, get like our own little special sign off. Yeah. Right. But uh, I'm still going to say that cause you know, it's not jacking. So take care of yourself and each other.